What up, internet? Welcome to Pop Culture To Do, the podcast. What podcast is that? I'm going to tell you. We're not the only podcast, but we should be. We're going to get rid of all other podcasts. <laughs> it's where two best buds give each other to-do list of media to watch, read, listen to, generally check out, all that good stuff. I'm Greg. Anthony, introduce yourself. Anthony. That's right. That's Anthony. He's <laughs> he's the one who just blew out your ears by shouting right up to his microphone. <laughs> this is also my second show uh, where I'm I'm pretty much like fully naked. Yeah. It's too hot, man. It's too hot for clothes. What is this? What oh is my this god! Stupid weather. And there's spiders everywhere in my balcony. Uh, again? I just, I just spray for spiders. Yeah. <laughs> just a couple weeks ago, we had an episode where you were complaining about balcony spiders and not wearing a shirt. And apparently it was so successful, you decided to do it again. God damn it. <laughs> Anyways, y'all. <laughs> Anyways, the spiders came back and we got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about the Satoshi Kon classic film, Paprika. Fuck yeah. I'm excited to talk about that movie. Anthony is excited to not wear a shirt. As always. <laughs> <laughs> what if you just never wore a shirt for the podcast again? No one can tell. It's an audio format. I mean, dude, I'm completely okay with that. I mean, when I'm home, I'm not clothed anyway. <laughs> you, you know what? You know what? Yeah. Solidarity, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I hate this. <laughs> I'm so pale. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the best. Oh my god, how long have I known you? Never seen you without a shirt. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> seen you in your underwear. Never, never, just without a shirt. Yeah, I'll take off my pants before I take off my shirt any day. Yeah, that makes sense. Hopefully everyone's been doing well. It's been a really gross, hot, humid week here in uh, Montreal. For anyone who does not live in Montreal... Uh, I envy you because it's been a nightmare over here. I mean, the weather's kind of fucked everywhere. That's yeah, that is true. I, I can't even speak because I haven't even been anywhere else. But I have heard that other places are, I think, for the most part, suffering heat waves, except for uh, like, I don't know, fucking Siberia. <laughs> it rained in Greenland the other day. The place it where it rains. only it it never rains in, like like you said that kind of joking, but it's a hundred percent true. It, ne it seriously never rains rains in Greenland. Not really. It's it's always snowing. I feel like that's a like a grunge song so, or like a pop punk song. <laughs> it never rains in Greenland. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's like a metaphor for like breaking up society or whatever. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> oh man. You know how it goes. I know how it goes. Okay, so we have a nice big sexy show for you guys. Thank you so much as uh, always for listening. And uh, well, and I asked, what? I feel I feel like this episode, like at this point, people are either just like, yeah, this is this is the podcast for me, or they're just like, no, nah, I'm turning the shit off. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Stay with us. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, Earlier in the week, I asked uh, my fellow cohort, Norton, what is a film that he, I guess, used to hate uh, or, or last known hated film that he is willing to give a second chance and rewatch? And I'm not sure if I have an answer. I've been going over this and like... Same, same here, man. Like I was thinking uh, last year, I started watching a, a movie that I didn't finish. I, I got like 20 minutes in, 15 okay. minutes in maybe, uh, a Tesla biopic. Oh, uh, the the one with um, uh, Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, it's got Ethan Hawke. It's got Kyle MacLachlan. It's got Eve Hewson. Yeah. It's a, it's a good cast. And I was like, ooh, this will be fun. And I 
I rarely don't finish movies. That's true. Like I've I can never known you to uh, to do that. I can I can count on one hand the amount of films I did not finish. Like I finished Samurai Cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a stupid good time. Like regardless of how just utter dog crap it is, at least there's a form of like there's some level of entertainment because of how awful it is. Yeah, but I also don't watch bad good movies. Like I don't I don't either. I think Yeah. yeah. What wait, why did you watch that? Uh well, uh listeners, uh before we started this podcast, we were going to start a different podcast. Yeah. Uh where we watched B movies. And we did not do that because someone else like that's obviously a thing that people do. But yeah. someone literally started a podcast with the same name as the one we were going to start. Oh, that's so sad. I'm and never going to get over that. And the first <laughs> film we were going to watch was Samurai Cop. I watched it. For nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I endured that for no reason at all. <laughs> and like We had like our first like four movies planned because this was pre-COVID and we yeah. were going to like essentially like you were going to come over and we were going to record like four episodes yeah and i watched just talk about the terrible movies yeah and and we're gonna like we're gonna record them in batches now we record week to week because we're doing it mobily so who gives a shit yeah but our you were gonna we were gonna do them in batches and so like thankfully i only had to watch samurai cop but i still love how this was like this deeply affected you (laughs) (laughs) like i had to endure that piece of shit for nothing and now i have to live with that (laughs) that's the thing like like to do it for for something it wasn't bad but now i'm just like so i just had to have watched this movie for nothing (laughs) is it really bad that bad i mean it wasn't that great no it's awful let's not don't it let's not beat around the shitty bush here it's a, it's mm-hmm. a terrible fucking movie <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm honestly glad we didn't end up doing that podcast because like, it was just my goal with it was like okay and we're going to watch these movies that maybe aren't considered as good mm-hmm. and really like hopefully find like some some gems of things that are just good but forgotten or have a weird thing in it that makes them worth watching but it's like oh yeah but i'm just like uh, no we just get to watch movies that one at least one of us already likes for the most part that is so much better yeah because at least there's there's some like somebody enjoyed it at one point or other this would just potentially be two guys maybe wasting their time yeah (laughs) and i'm gonna say this as the the like i am much more negative on this podcast than you are yeah because <laughs> like yeah. even when i like things i i point out what's wrong with them in on the podcast in real life everywhere like nothing is beyond like critique but it's just like i'm like i don't want to not like things i don't watch things going ah oh, this is gonna suck i'm gonna watch this and it's gonna be bad yeah, like i don't just- get joy out of that I don't just a preemptive fuck this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Like some people are like that. Some people like will hate watch uh, DC movies or Twilight or just stuff that like they know they're not going to like, but they, they watch it to get themselves mad or they watch badly made movies to laugh at how inept they are. That's not my deal. I want to, I only have so much time. I want to enjoy what I consume content wise. Yeah, I, I'm really not like I know there's a lot of people that like really dig the so bad it's good movies like Sharknado or or I don't know octopus shark tornado bullshit. Uh, I'm I seriously don't waste my fucking time with those movies. No, especially now like there's such a wave of ones that are purposely made bad, like the I stuff like that. Sharknado. They're not yeah. made to be good. At least, like, you you mentioned last week that movie Dolls that was pretty good, but, like, like had some good stuff in it, but, like, it was, like, a forgotten movie. wasn't, like, a great movie. Yeah. But you enjoyed it. Oh, but yeah. But that was, that was not a movie that was made to be bad. 
that was a movie yeah. that was made and like wasn't amazing that that's the thing like it just wasn't as well received as the filmmakers or people involved was hoping for mm -hmm. and i will go i will reiterate that my fiance and i went into that movie with the initial oh let's just watch something stupid mm -hmm. and then we came out on the other side actually having enjoyed what we just watched and not like oh yeah we enjoyed it because it's a stupid no no this was like a really good movie mm -hmm. it was it was super fun in all the right ways right on yeah man yeah. but yeah uh so yeah back to the point yeah <laughs> i tried watching tesla i did not enjoy it it was just so like slow in a bad way like oh i enjoy a movie that takes its time but i just felt like nothing was happening yeah but at the same time i think uh nikola tesla is an interesting man i love me some ethan hawk yeah. love me some kyle mclaughlin yeah so i might give that another try at a later point in time not sure yet i don't it's know it's true we'll see and i yeah but but here's why i asked this I ask this because sometimes we go into a movie just not being in a great mood, mm -hmm. you know, um, and that could obviously affect uh, our viewing experience. Uh, and and maybe that's why you were not into Tesla. I don't want to speak on your behalf, but that could that could have been a reason. That could have just maybe. been the general like, oh, you know what? I'm just really not feeling this uh, at all or right now, you know. Mm -hmm. and and to that point i will say um years ago when it came out uh the show bloodline on netflix, netflix yeah. I, I watched the first episode and i was like this is this seems like it's going to be a good show but i'm not in the mood for it there you so go. i didn't keep watching it and you know i i keep saying you know one day i'll get back to it i don't know if i actually will let's be honest but I never, like, when I decided not to continue and watch the second and third episode, it wasn't thinking, oh, this is bad. No. Just, and I I'm don't want this. this. Yeah, I just yeah. wasn't in the mood for that one. I will say, though, I will say, having uh, having actually watched all of season one for Bloodline, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's really fun. It's a really good show. Um, but I, if I were you, I mm -hmm. would stop it there. Because there yeah. are two other seasons, and they are... Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't know why there are two other seasons. That's just it. Okay, they're mm. not as good. No way, man. No way. Because at the end of season one, like something happens, and you're like, "Wait, where the fuck did you come from?" You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, I don't know. But look, watch season one when you want, when you yeah. in the mood. It's it's dude, Ben Mendelsohn, you know? Yeah. And Kyle Chandler, who's a, another really great actor. Oh yeah, uh, Linda Cardellini's in that as well. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, she's in it too. Um, uh, oh, oh, and uh, Sam Shepard and Sissy Spacek, all great actors. I don't remember them being in there. Cool. Yeah, 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 right yeah, yeah. Sissy Spacek, man, she's a classic. She's a classic. She's a titan. Yeah, yeah. How about um, you? Do you have any? Uh hate movies that you're gonna return to and be like ah oh, i love you now uh yeah uh <laughs> i was i was initially gonna say kick-ass too but i really don't feel like revisiting that movie i'll be mm. honest yeah just watch um, kick-ass the first the first one is amazing so fun it's it's seriously i love that movie and then the second one just but no um the movie i actually would i think like to give another shot would be knives out I did. I didn't hate that movie. I just. I was not a crazy. I was not crazy about it at all. And I think it's because I was extremely annoyed um, before watching it. Mm. I, I fully. I'm almost ready to attribute that to my whole experience. I was just very frustrated. I was very tired, and the same, like, like commercials kept 
playing, like rerun, like repeating and repeating before the movie. And I was just like, oh, just fucking get to the movie, man. And then finally the movie came, but I felt like, like the movie was starting and I felt like I was already just too tired, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is why I, like, I think I, I want to go back to it, just like clear mind, you know? Yeah. It I rewatched that. that this week. Did you really? Yeah. I had some time. I was like, you know what? Because uh, we, we were watching Paprika this week. Yeah, and I went to watch it, and I was having some technical troubles with it, and I was getting frustrated. And it was Thursday night, and I was just, it, I was getting all grumpy about it. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this tomorrow. I'm not working tomorrow. I'm just gonna watch this tomorrow when I'm in a better headspace because I'm not gonna enjoy it now. I'm just gonna put on something I've seen and chill out. And there I put on go. Knives Out. There you go. You see. You see. It could totally yeah. have affected you. Could have come out of the movie like pissed off and hating it because you were just in a, mm-hmm. a, a bad mood prior. Exactly. So I went in a different direction and I threw on knives out and I didn't even finish it. I I got up to like the last like thirty minutes. I'm like, I'm tired. It's eleven. I'm going to bed. No, there you go. Well, you, but you I'd seen the, it. Yeah, yeah. You have the movie. It's on Amazon Prime. Nice. Okay, perfect. There you go. I didn't have to buy it. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that sucks, though, because I, I do like Ryan Johnson's. As, as we stated in the uh, last episode, I'm a, I am love Looper. I love yeah. Looper. So, uh, and well, I haven't seen um, the, the Last Jedi. I haven't seen The Last Jedi. Um, uh, but I, I do want to see Brick. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do. Um, Brick's good. Brick's good. Brick, yeah? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to check that out. That's his, okay. Uh, it was like one of his first movies, I think. It was his first feature, yeah. and uh, just just a, a side little tangent thing on this. Have you watched Cowboy Bebop? No, but it's it is seriously on my to watch. Okay, list. like Mamie is a huge fan. Mm-hmm. I just asked because they modeled the way uh, the uh, main Joseph character Gordon-Levitt. Joseph going live the way he walks and his 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 like uh, uh, his hair. Yeah, sort of. Like they made it a more realistic version of that haircut, but yeah, yeah like yeah. they 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 modeled him after. Oh, that's R- so Ryan Ryan Johnson is an anime fan. Is it? yeah, he is for sure. Oh, there there there's some stuff in the Last Jedi that you watch this and just like, oh, this is he made a live action anime. Like there are yeah. some there, there's some uh, fight sequences that have a very anime vibe, but specifically there's a bit. Spoilers for The Last Jedi. <laughs> There's a bit where they shoot a ship through hyperspace and then come out of it and use it to, like, cut another spaceship in half. That's cool. And the way he shot it, like, the way they, they did the effects and everything, it looks like anime. It has this vibe where it's like, duh, duh. Oh, oh okay, okay. All they would have needed would be like where the, the the first ship passes through the other ship, and it like you know it goes super fast and you know like how they do that. And that's uh, what they did. Wait, are you being serious? They did that like the the stopping thing, and then kind of yeah yeah yeah. Oh man, I want to see. I want to watch that clip. Uh, yeah, man. It, watch that clip. I'm gonna see. Like, is just that clip on YouTube? It has to, it, it has to be. It sounds like one of those very big moments in the movie that they have to. Last Jedi. Ship going through other ship. <laughs> oh, it is. It Sweet. is. I'll send Sweet. it to you. Yeah, I will. Fuck yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'll send it to you later. Yeah to watch that you know i was on a i was on reddit the other day and i saw a thing and i'm gonna see if i can solve yeah okay it was someone asking a question on r slash movies which i'm gonna start robbing this subreddit for more things for us to talk about on this podcast because it's good why not yeah it's a it's a it's a very good question what's a film you've been meaning to watch for ages but still haven't like, like what's been first time? Yeah, what's been sitting on your to-do list for a long ass time? Uh, 
Oh, uh, Possession. 1983's Possession. Yeah. Or 82. Yeah. Right it's, on. uh, who's the, uh, the filmmaker? It's with, uh, Sam Neill and... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's a, a classic, um, there's a classic metro scene, uh, subway scene, sorry, mm-hmm. where uh, this girl, this woman wearing like a blue dress mm-hmm. is like just flipping all the dicks in, in, in a subway station. Isabella Johnny, that's who I wanted to say. She's the actress, Sam Neill, mm-hmm. and it's by Andre Zulowski. Right on. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a that's like one of those um, that's one of those movies that I, I seriously have to watch like like yesterday. But I, I'm trying to find like a place to watch it. I know mm-hmm. obviously like Prime doesn't have it or Netflix, so I I, obvi- I have to I have to stream it somewhere. I right also on. want to check out uh, Propulsion. I don't think I've seen that either. Yeah, from uh, Roman Polanski. Eh, fuck Polanski. Yeah, fuck Polanski. F- fuck him, but... Yeah. I can't... I mean, you like Chinatown. Oh, boom, Chinatown. I haven't seen yeah. that. Yeah, I also... Uh, I specifically bought Chinatown uh, secondhand so I wouldn't have to put money in his pocket. Good. And you still get to enjoy the movie. Yeah. And that's that's the problem with terrible people who are still alive. Buckle up, everyone. I'm going on another tangent. Nice. <laughs> still alive. Because there there is. Bless you. Oh, she's coughing. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> there's a there's a theory in media criticism, specifically in literary criticism, but it's something that connects to everything, which is the concept of death of the author which is the idea that uh, an author and their work are separate. You should be critiquing and consuming media regardless of the other. So, you know, the idea that, oh, you can watch a movie or read a book that is something that you enjoy and that can mean a lot to you, but it, you can enjoy it even though the creator doesn't, isn't someone that you appreciate or care about. Yeah. That's not the intent of death of the author as media criticism, but it's what it has become in a lot of ways because so many people are so terrible. Yeah. But the problem with that, especially when people are still alive is that they are profiting off of it. And you see that with people like JK Rowling, who has come out as an anti-trans bigot and people are like, oh, but I still want to enjoy Harry Potter, even though uh, its creator is bad. And we're just going to ignore her and that. But at this, I agree. And you should be able to enjoy the things you enjoy without uh, caring that the creator is terrible. But in yeah. terms of stuff like buying merchandise, going to theme parks, going to see the new films that they make, isn't something you can just be like oh but i'm going to ignore this person because they are they're making profit and they are using their money and their platform to say hateful and wrongful things and that's sort of how i feel about someone like roman Polanski. is i don't want this man even though he has made some fantastic films i don't want him to get a fucking cent no he 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 is a piece of shit he's the (laughs) whole shit yeah, like like fuck him. Like I don't want him to have anything. No, me either. But I still want to watch his movies, so that's why I'm just gonna stream it for free. Mm. I do not support film pirating unless it's shitty people, or if you can't find the film. There you go. Because I, <laughs> I know that you've pirated stuff, man. What? No, no, no. I do not, nor have I ever pirated a film. <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge if anyone's listening to this i want you to know i do not pirate films <laughs> i have never nor will i ever pirate a film yeah you wouldn't steal a car <laughs> you, you know what I, you know you, you know that you know that that ad uh where it would be like you wouldn't download a house 
I would. If I could download a house, if I could, you know, because if you're downloading a movie, you know, you're not taking the movie away from someone. So if I could click a button, have a house, and it didn't steal it from anyone, like, like no one loses their house for it, I would absolutely do that. Why the fuck not? Also, how the hell would you download a house? You get a USB stick, you put it in one of the, like, charging cubes, and then you put it in the wall. How long would it take? Duh. Well, you know, if at about uh, 12 megabytes per second, that's about... I don't fucking know, I'm just making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, shall we discuss Paprika? Been long enough. I want to know your thoughts. All right. Wait, I forgot to bring the up the synopsis. Not that it really matters. <laughs> but now that you've watched it, finally, I really do want to discuss the a big topic. Not the main topic, but a big topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okie dokie. I clicked the wrong thing, so I'm going to read the... <laughs> I, I opened the wrong thing called Paprika, so I'm going to read the synopsis to this instead. Oh, no. I know which one. It's the Tinto Bass movie. <laughs> yeah. A young country girl comes to town and works in a brothel in order to keep her fiancé in order to help her. I'm starting to think I might have a reading disability. In order to help her fiancé get the money to start his own business, Paprika is the name given to her by the madam. That's not the movie we're talking about, by the way. Have you, <laughs> have you seen the movie? Me, no. I Would you not. like to? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, actually, my fiance knows about that film. Yeah? she uh, yeah, yeah. She's a big uh, Tito Brass fan? Tito. No, uh, no, no. Uh, I don't think she even knows or is familiar with about him. Mm. Anyways... The film we are actually talking about is the 2006 uh, anime film Paprika, directed by Satoshi Kon. When are you? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I was going to start reading the synopsis, but then I remembered the synopsis for the other film, oh and they got God. they got jumbled in my mouth. <laughs> Greg Norton EXE has shut down. <laughs> when a machine that allows therapists to enter their patients' dreams is stolen, all hell breaks loose. Only a young female therapist, Paprika, can stop it. Now, what I should do is cut out all the bits where I sounded stupid before I read it. Will I, though? No. <laughs> no, we are padding for runtime, people. <laughs> we'll take everything we can get. <laughs> I'm going to say, out of all the films you've shown me so far on this podcast, I think this is the best one. This this movie's amazing. Like, it's my favorite, but I yeah. think it's the best one. It At might least... be the best movie we've talked about on this Oh, geez. Like, it was so well done. The animation was... It's flawless. Fucking crisp, beautiful, every shot gorgeous. The story was confusing as hell, which you know I'm into. <laughs> but it's it's never hard to follow. No, it's no, it's... You always know what's going on, but there is this... These layers, it's one of... You know, it's about dreams within dreams and all this stuff, and it obscures the line between reality and dream, and at one point uh, goes even further than just obscuring it. But it does it in a way that is so great because, like, scenes will happen. You'll be like, wait, 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 is this real or not? I don't understand. But then you're immediately just like, okay, I got it. We're good. Yeah. Keep moving. It's, like it's such a fluid, clear film, despite having a very complex plot. Mm-hmm. But it's not blo- It's not like over bloated or full of itself. It's very like 
here's a fun concept that even if you don't fully understand, you'll enjoy the ride, and then you can just research or do your own theories later, you know? Mm-hmm. Or uh, research theory. It, it's it's such a great fucking movie. And, uh, oh, yeah. And I gave you this one because I was like, I'm going to give this guy a break and give him something that I'm almost 100% positive he'll at least like. I don't know about mm-hmm. love, but he'll at least like. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. Because I know you're such a massive fan of Perfect Blue. As yeah. am I. Yeah. As am I. Satoshi Kon, I have not seen all of his work. Same, same. I've seen this, I've seen Perfect Blue, and I saw a short he did called Ohio. No, I've never heard of that. It's about a minute long. It's about waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Like just, I believe it's it. just the the way he just animated it. It it captures in a minute how it feels to wake up, wow. and just gorgeous, fantastic. I love how his films have been referenced in like other cinema. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially his, uh, this one. Oh yeah. my god. Okay, so we have to talk about the elephant in the room. Because it's inception it, it's inception <laughs> yeah exactly guys if if the plot that norton just read out sounded vaguely familiar it's because a movie in 2010 called inception came out which is basically the same thing but yeah. here's the kicker here's the mm-hmm. kicker in case maybe you didn't know this christopher nolan uh mentioned that he had only watched this movie or heard of this movie after uh the making or release of inception allegedly i look has to be it doesn't it it just it there are way way too many coincidences that just there are things lifted from this straight up lifted the elevator the the running down the hall the 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 part where like somebody like the characters under a an overpass and there's like they they like break open the wall like a mirror. There's so many scenes. And the whole concept is Inception. <laughs> yeah, you know. Basically, what he did was he took the general vibe of this movie and was like, "But what if it's a heist?" That's that's awesome though. Yeah. It w- and it's funny because I'm a massive Inception fan. I love mm-hmm. that movie. I yeah. love it. That's the thing. I'm not like we're we're saying like he he ripped this movie off. That's not to say he's a bad filmmaker or no that, way. you know, Inception's bad. No, they're both very good, you know, in the same way that Darren Aronofsky keeps ripping off Perfect Blue and making good movies out of that. Like he like you you can have influences from other films that that you take sometimes almost whole cloth and put them into your movies, but as long as you're making a good movie, no one will care. It's true, which is what Tarantino does, which is what Chris Nolan and Darren Aronofsky do. Yeah, was it a... Everyone loves Logan, but that is so many things that already exist. It is so many existing things of a grizzled old warrior and a young protege, the the lone wolf and cub concept that you were now even seeing in uh on uh, the mandalorian for star wars like it is a storytelling device you know it is a motif it is a theme you know like there you know nothing's original anymore you know sad to say but it's just but, it's just yeah. what you do with it yeah exactly and like what uh what christopher nolan did with inception was take this very fun very weird anime which is very anime in its existence and figured out how to make that into a film for american audiences which is awesome which is not something that happens a lot you know when you see anime get remade into live action films in america it's always bad because they either strip it of everything it is or that's it that's the only option i don't know why i said that said it like there was more than one way to do it like they always strip <laughs> it away because you know a- asian culture is different than american culture and their films are different than ours that's why you see something like old boy vibes different ghost in the shell vibes different because you know when you lose the cultural aspect it changes but what he did was he took the general themes of paprika and put it into an american film and he 
did that well by taking moments and doing them in live action and stripping away some of the, you know, stranger things. Like there's no parade. I love that scene. Oh yeah, the the, the recurring parade thing is fantastic. But like, yeah, no, it's he made his own film out of this, but he made yeah. it out of this. Don't say you didn't make it out of this, dude. Come on, it's Come too on. obvious. You gotta give credit where it's due. Like, at least just acknowledge that. Like, yeah, I took concepts from Paprika because I was heavily inspired or influenced, whatever, and I, I put it into my movie. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's totally okay. I I would do that too, you know? Yeah. But you have to recognize your sources. Yeah. You have to. Like, say, say what you will about Tarantino's entire career being built off of just quoting other films. He doesn't lie about it. Never. And that's he what doesn't. made... That's what makes it so fun is you're not sitting there going, wow, look at all the stuff he stole. I can't believe he's trying to do that. It's going, it's him going, look at all the things I put in that I love that I put into my movie. And we're all just like, yeah. But that's cool. And he's totally upfront about that, you know? Exactly. Just, just own it. Why, why not? Why not? I don't know. But, uh, back onto the actual, like, review of paprika tangent aside <laughs> um yeah no this movie's fantastic i loved how i love the um i love how the style of an, like animation and the anime style was completely different than um perfect blue yeah and a part of that also comes to when they were made because perfect blue yeah. was made i'm gonna look this up quickly so i get a 97 so 10 years later there are advancements in animation mm-hmm. and how to do things within a budget well but they both do very much feel the same not in the fact that they are tonally similar but in that you can tell that you can tell when a film is made by someone who is really passionate and really has an attention to detail yeah and you can feel that all the more in animated films because you know if if a director's not feeling it one day and isn't re- and is kind of slacking on the set of a big movie, you don't always notice because maybe that take doesn't get used or this or that. But if you're not feeling it one day while working on animation, the animation will be significantly poorer. It's true. It's true. And uh, but, but yeah, you can tell that it's just best foot forward. It's so fluid. It's so crisp, like you mentioned. Um, I really like he's someone I really I want to just dive into all of his work yeah yeah I want I need to check out Millennium Mattress and I need to check out Tokyo Godfathers I think that's it I think that's all of his I think he might have one more title if he does I can't think of it but I'm going to look that up I, I could be wrong though but I know he has a very very short filmography oh uh he also did uh uh, 13 episode series paranoia agent oh yeah okay i think that's it and some episodes of jojo's bizarre adventure which is dope but that's not like like that's not his product you know no no that's basically like ryan johnson directing a, a couple of episodes of breaking bad yeah like he made him his own he made them great but yeah. they're not his you know it's perfect just... blue millennium actress tokyo godfather's paranoia agent paprika that's it they're all his and it's i i would have loved to see him do more but i i know like i think he passed away he did yeah yeah Um, 46 years old that's young that's too young and this guy's a genius Mm. let's just uh call it what it is but it was you who got me into perfect blue because then i finally watched it um well actually yeah you told me about it but my fiance had it somewhere she Mm -hmm. had a a, a disc of it and she watched it with me and we watched it together Thank God for your fiance because she was the person who every time I like I spent years trying to like get you to watch a whole bunch of anime films I liked and like you were always like yeah I'll get to it I'll get to it and then she was like I have it let's watch it and you finally watched all the things I was suggesting to you I was like yes yeah it's because of her yeah (laughs) yeah yeah she she's that push that I could never get to you because you'd go home. 
<laughs> I'd be like, watch this. And then you'd go home and you'd not do it. And you'd be like, I'll get to it. <laughs> she pinned you down. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm a perfect bitch. She was but this yeah. podcast before this podcast. <laughs> yeah, she's always showing me really, really awesome stuff that I either have to watch or never even heard before. And Perfect mm-hmm. was one of them. Um, it was, it was pretty, it's funny though, because in the middle of Perfect Blue, I started falling asleep, not because it's a bad movie, just because I think my eyes were dry or I was just very mm-hmm. tired. So then I, I like kind of just rewatched it another time, like fully awakened. It's like, yeah. yes, this movie's brilliant. But uh, yeah. Oh man. Paprika though. Mm. Can, can I just, part of what makes everything so fluid in that movie is the amazing match cutting that it was doing for uh for uh perfect blue no uh, i'm sorry uh, paprika, paprika yeah i yeah it, yeah i was trying to get us back on topic but did not specify that <laughs> <laughs> yeah just the the way it'll be like all right uh we're moving here and then we're going to match cut and it's going to be a different thing because dreams can jump around and bam 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 like over and over again like usually a film will be like hey we use a couple match cuts because it's really cool but this film was just like every chance we get we're going to do a match cut and it's gonna work <laughs> yeah and it does mm-hmm. oh man it's fantastic so it's good, so good and the music oh that's what that's mm-hmm. one thing I wanted to talk to you about. The music is so good. Oh yeah, that especially that one recurring theme, the parade theme. The, uh, the you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah, that too. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the parade theme, yeah, but like that that thing is just yeah. like it's it's got it like I've I've heard that piece of music before watching this cuz that's how iconic it is. Oh, okay. Like there, there are certain pieces of music that do live beyond the media that they're in, like like film scores and stuff that live beyond yeah. the film. Inception, actually, the the Inception was also uh, built itself past just the movie and became the music in every trailer for t- like two years after. Yeah, even Hans Zimmer has said like how it's just been uselessly used. Mm-hmm. Like unnecessarily used in every single trailer, and it's kind of like really, like, uh, like, like uh, losing the value of like its intensity and it's like, yeah, the atmosphere. But it's like that only like worked because of the movie it was being used in. You can't just mm-hmm. throw that in every single, in every single trailer and 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 kind of ex- hope for the best, you know? Exactly. Also, I'm just going to say Hans Zimmer is overrated. I like his music, but yeah, he is. He's done some very good stuff. He's done some iconic music. like No doubt. No but doubt. but people are like, oh, you know, why would you lose the best composer in the world? It's like, no, he's not. He's not. No. He's, he's a fantastic one, but he's not the he, best. Yeah, he's, he, he's done some iconic music, but that doesn't make him the best. Uh, composer and if you think that listen to any other composer and be like wow composing is just great like just great song like like songwriters are just fantastic right (laughs) i mean a big a huge one that you and i both love uh, cliff martinez Mm -hmm. uh, trent reznor atticus ross um there's there's so many just before this podcast i was listening to uh, hereditary which is a colin stetson Mm-hmm. Uh, Suspiria's Goblin. God, I can literally go on and on and on and on. There's so many amazing ones. Oh, the the, the guys who did Enemy. Oh, uh, Danny Saunders and something Julians. Yeah. They also did The Gift. They uh, they did LA '92. They did a, a bunch of great products. They did uh, yeah. the film The Lodge. Which yeah, they is, did uh, the the one I love. They they did they did like they've got a, just a. a yeah, the, the, so many just like slightly weird, uncomfortable scores that are fantastic. I love Enemy's score, by the way. The, yeah. the whole movie's obviously amazing, but mm-hmm. I, I, 
I've gone back and listened to that score so many times just because of how uncomfortable it makes me. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Oh, the people who who work with uh, with Alex Garland. Oh, Jeff Barrow, Ben Salisbury. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they they're do great. Some, yeah. They're great. Oh my god, Annihilation, Devs, Ex Machina, all fantastic work. Oh, oh yeah. I would even argue that Annihilation has a lot of iconic bits, especially the oh yeah, yeah, you know. Oh yeah, that that alien theme at the end is like probably one of the most iconic pieces of music that's come out. Yeah, yeah. Because that, yeah. that was what that was a 2018 film. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Charlie Clouser. For me. He's your boy. He's your boy. Yeah, because I'm a huge Saw fan, and uh, I'm talking only the first film. The other ones can mm-hmm. go fuck themselves. But his music uh, is always amazing. I will give. I mm-hmm. will give it that. And There's I will co- say yeah. that. I will say that uh, Hello Zep theme is is iconic in horror. Mm-hmm. Not outside blast. of horror, though. You, you you refuse to say it's iconic out of horror. Outside of horror. That's, I think that's weird. I, I think it is. I just because it's always it's always so like heard within the realm of horror. I, I've never I don't know if I've ever heard it in in any other spectrum. Hmm. Okay, wait, I have a question. How do you feel about certain music certain like songs that are on like a particular film score? How do you feel when they're used and like in other things? like other movies or other TV shows or even other trailers. Like when a piece that was composed for a film is used elsewhere. Yeah. And it's weird. It is weird, right? Yeah. Because what made me think of that was the fact that um, there's like a couple of songs from the Gone Girl soundtrack, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Trent Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, that are used on the documentary for Fire Island or Fire Festival. Hmm. Yeah, but didn't and, they also work on the music for that? Or am I mistaken? No, no, they didn't. These are okay. literally lifted from the Gone Girl soundtrack. Yeah, but yeah, but he wasn't. They the they weren't connected to that documentary though. I don't. I don't think so. That I would admittedly have to look into. Because um, I remember when I was watching uh, the film War Dogs, if yeah, you recall that. Yeah. That that that's a. Uh, Cliff Martinez. No. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's on his what credits. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. Sorry, I was I, I confused myself for a second. It's okay. Yeah, he uh he did the score for that, but also some pieces of music that he's written for other things were also used in it. Really? Yeah. And I like but if you were a filmmaker from like another project that that piece came from how would you feel i mean i think i I think they're stupid for doing that Hmm. that's weird i i I don't know i i i would not do that no but that that you can also blame that at least partially on the fact that uh in film editing people will use temp music where they take a piece of music that they like that they think sets the tone for a for a scene and they'll edit to that because you know they don't have their music yet because the music hasn't been composed mm-hmm. so they'll like chuck in a piece of music from another film or something and they'll edit to that so that way they have a rough feeling of how it's going to sound with music but then because you've been watching this these edits for months and months and months because post-production takes forever by the time you're talking to your composer and being like oh what do you want for this scene they'll be like something that sounds like this which is why you'll have so many soundtracks that sound similar as well because yeah it's just going oh well they made like i had to compose something that sounded like something else that's true that's true um yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, you can't fault the composer if if that's this is what they're being told to do. Yeah, you know. Though I'd like to imagine that Cliff Martinez is just given like carte blanche, and he's just like the the filmmaker or whatever is just like make whatever you want. 
no one's just given carte blanche. No one. That's not how things work. Like, like certain relationships will be like that. Like I know uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, they were writing pieces of music for the girl with the dragon tattoo after having only read the script. They were given the script and they were told to just start writing pieces of music. They were told? Yeah, they were like, just start, just start writing stuff. Just from the script, no yeah. picture. No, no, the the they were composing while the film was being shot, so they were composing things and then like sending them in in post, and they'd edit to that and they tweak the music if they needed uh, some things to land better in the edit. But it was a much more fluid. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Also, just before we get back to uh, uh, Paprika, Yoko Kano, great composer. She did Cowboy Bebop. Every piece of music in that show is iconic. Every piece. Uh, I I have to watch that show. You do. I do. It's on my. Uh, it's definitely on my to watch list. That's for sure. Heck um, yeah. As are many other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, yeah, man, Paprika is just, it's a fantastic ride. And I love, uh, I love how fucking out there and surreal it gets. I yeah. Say. Yeah. Right. And it, it's great too, because I feel like a lot of people, when they go with surrealism, there's a yeah. certain amount of, oh, it has to be uncomfortable and disturbing yeah like like it has to be horrific it has to be gross but no this was just weird but like colorful yeah it was colorful a guy's face was on a robot yeah or like Like a tv or something i don't remember it was was a it was a a, he was a big blocky wind-up style robot yeah 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 uh, I think the only really like kind of disturbing and uncomfortable thing was like when uh, the man was like putting his hands inside um, the one uh, inside uh, Paprika. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that, yeah. That, that was. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And like, what what was so uncomfortable about that too is like he didn't spoilers. Big spoilers. Yeah. He didn't like he like he put his hand on her her like vagina and then pushed his hand like she was dressed and then he pushed his hand inside her reality and just started running his hand up the inside of her body yeah yeah and then pulled because the whole thing is like the you know there's a woman who is paprika that he was ripping out from inside of her <laughs> but they they did it in a very perverse uncomfortable way but that was it. Like, the rest of the movie wasn't disturbing in that way. Like, like a lot no. of times when people go like, oh, we're going uh, surreal. It's just all gross and disturbing stuff the whole way through. Whereas this was just, it was, no, it was, it was dreams. People don't only have nightmares. They have dreams. You know, the, people yeah, have dreams cool. with a bunch of dolls going on a parade and then all these other things joining in or that you're in an old movie. Like, like those are the kind of dreams people have as much, if not more than disturbing shit. Mm -hmm. So go for it. It's true. And I, and I love that it was, it was daring to go very like wild and weird and dreamlike, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. It really is such a great fucking movie. I love that movie so much. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I don't want to talk about like any details of it too much though, because like people, if you're listening and you haven't seen Paprika, watch Paprika. It's really good. Like it's worth your time. Yeah. Yeah. W, if you're listening, watch Paprika. And then talk about it on the Gentleman Sports Corner. New episodes every Friday. Do it. Watch Paprika. 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 Paprika.
<laughs> what if that was the whole podcast? Was it just saying it? Was just saying that word in stupid ways? Absolutely. I'd listen to that podcast. Would you? <laughs> I would. Oh man. <laughs> I like. I don't. I don't watch a lot of like Twitch streams or anything. Mm-hmm. But there's this. There's this. Uh, Twitch streaming channel. I like Hyper RPG. They make RPGs, obviously. But they also just do like weird experimental content sometimes, especially during COVID when they couldn't get a bunch of people in a room to game together. That's true. They had a stream where one of one of the people who works there just stared at the camera and said the word content over and over again. And he had to say it, I think it was like a hundred times. But every time people donated a certain amount of money, it restarted the count. And he just stood there saying content over and over again for a couple hours. That's exhausting. Oh, yeah. Both parties. (laughs) They did another one where I think it was he said T-Pain over and over again. And the idea was they were going to do it until T-Pain joined the chat. And it worked. He did. He joined the chat. Less than an hour in. They didn't think it was going to happen, but people were tweeting about it and and he actually saw it. That's that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> oh man, that's good. Anyways, I've been watching anything else this week or reading anything else or smelling uh, anything else? Smelling wise, just uh been watching a lot of porn, you know. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to the last episode of... <laughs> no, uh, I, I know that I started something recently, didn't I? What was it? Uh, oh, uh, no, uh, what was it? Two days, two nights ago, I, I watched, I re-watched uh, Pumpkinhead, but my fiancé was watching it for the first time. Nice. It's fun. It's a, it's a fun, uh, like, sci-fi horror from the late mid-80s. Head like a pumpkin. No, actually, not related at all. <laughs> okay, it's a demon. Why? Why is it called pumpkin head if its head isn't a pumpkin? Because he's summoned through a pumpkin patch. That checks I'm out. I'm making that up. I really don't. I don't Wait, I what? <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's, it's, okay, well, spoilers for a movie from the 1980s, but um. How they get Pumpkinhead is they basically, this guy, he goes to this graveyard. There's like two pumpkins nearby. He goes to this graveyard, digs up this corpse, brings it to this witch, and she does this spell with some potions and blood, and the the Pumpkinhead wakes up. What? Yeah. No, that's too stupid. It's uh, stupid to call it Pumpkinhead. I don't know why, I, and I and I don't think that it's stupid that they put that in movie. That's 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 fine. But the calling it Pumpkinhead just because of that—that's stupid. I don't. There has to be a deeper reason that I just I don't know. I'm looking it up. I am. <laughs> Watch it be like this, like three pages worth of explanation. Why well, you call Pumpkinhead, bitch? Why? Tell me why. Tell me why. This is nothing but a heartache. It's nothing but a mistake. Oh my god. He's... <laughs> Quoting Baxter Boys. Have we really reached that? Okay, 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 okay. Pumpkinhead was inspired by an early uh, creation of the first film's writer's name taken from a poem by Ed Justin. Oh, yeah, it's based on a poem. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Which is a longer version of the poem in the film, because apparently there's a poem in the film. Yeah. Alrighty, now we know. Now we know. All right. 
Question answered. Yay! 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 What? What have you watched? What have I watched? What haven't I watched? Probably everything. Like you have watched everything. Yeah, I've watched. I've watched every film, every TV show. A- ask me about a movie. I'll, I'll tell you what it's about. Uh, man bites dog. I mean, it's in the title. Man bites a dog, and the dog's like, "Dude," and he's like, "Yeah, sorry, let's be friends now." It's like not at all that at all. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a very good movie yeah it's about the friendship between a man and a dog it's like marley and me but the dog doesn't die just everyone else <laughs> no it's a, it's a happy-go-lucky film yeah <laughs> it is a happy-go-lucky film though. yeah to someone I actually want to keep doing this. Give me more movie titles and I'll just make up what they're about. <laughs> I oh mean, completely factually tell you what they're about because I've seen them all. Oh my god. Uh, fuck you. M. Uh, someone reading a, those pages out of the dictionary. Uh, yeah, so uh, what are you giving me to watch next week? Well, I thought since we had such a fun time with Paprika, what if we watched another piece of Asian cinema. Yes, give it to me. Would you like to see a classic piece of Hong Kong cinema? How classic? I don't know, like 2008? Really? Yeah, yeah, shoot it to me. We are watching In the Mood for Love. Oh. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) What's that filmmaker's name again? Oh, my God. You say that, and it slips my mind, and now I seem like an idiot. No, no, no. <laughs> he has a bunch of movies. Oh, yeah, no. On, he's he's a fantastic on, filmmaker. Uh, it's, the guy who, it's the guy who made Chunking Express and mm-hmm. The Grandmaster, and his mm-hmm. name slipped my mind, but I'm going to... Which is funny, because his DP is not Japanese. Chinese. Chinese. Wong Kar Wai. That's who it is. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I've heard of yeah. this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, in the mood for love too is is uh, something that I've been um, really wanting to check out. So, yeah. oh, it's from two thousand. I thought it was from two thousand eight. Maybe he Cor- had another correction. No. <laughs> All right. So yes. in the mood for love, I'm pumped. Uh, I'm on I'm on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, V Greg Norton. I put out a video this past Thursday about X-Men. It's, it's really awesome. Right. Go check it out. Go su- go go support him. Go support You haven't him. you haven't seen it, don't lie to me. I haven't seen that one. But he put out ah. a great <laughs> He put out a he put out a great episode uh, by Wong Kar Wai. Two weeks ago, but tell, tell our audience where you, they could find you. <laughs> That's old news. We're talking about X Men, and you haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm on the Twitter. <laughs> ah, where can they find you? In the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> Not watching YouTube videos in the gutter. Uh, you know me. Uh, you could uh, find me on Instagram at Anthony with Teeth. I do some art. It's pretty cool. Uh, I sometimes uh, give little updates on the progress of my graphic novel, which seems to be taking uh, the better part of my entire life. Uh, but you know, it'll get done. It's gonna get done. I just Woo! want it to be like I just want it to be perfect as absolutely possible. Not gonna be perfect. Nothing is perfect. It's gonna be great. I will though. say that. Uh, yeah. So I've read um, some. You know, I post some pretty cool stuff. Uh, movies that I like, what whatnot, uh, on my uh, Instagram. So go check me out. Go check out my uh, my beautiful cohort over here. Uh, like he said on Twitter, Instagram. I don't think he mentioned that, but he's got an Instagram and he posts awesome stuff. I mentioned it. 
also, we have a Twitter. What's it called? We have a Twitter. You can reach us at Twitter at PopCultureToDo. Send us some suggestions of stuff to watch. We want to know what you're watching. We want to know what you're into. Um, and we want to start a little community. We want to, you know, talk to you guys and, and discuss film, TV, and all that fun stuff. Uh, like, uh, you know, if you don't want to reach us through Twitter because you're just not into Twitter, we also have an email account, popculturetodo at gmail.com. Same, same biz. Shoot us an email. Be like, hey, guys, you're doing a great job. And Anthony, start putting on some shirts. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, tell us about what movies you're watching, what movies you're into. Tell us about your favorite movies, your favorite uh, best cinema experience. That's going to be a question that we're putting on our Twitter. What's a movie that you had a best Twitter, uh, best Twitter, <laughs> best, best theater cinema experience? It's a question I want it answered next week. I'm going to tweet it right now. Next week, guys. Or email it. They didn't send yeah. us an email. Uh, if, if they send us emails, will I, will I read them? Norton always, always reads tweets and emails. And you know what? Better yet, he reads them on the air. Is that my fiance's arm? Yes, it is. <laughs> She's always, always popping up. <laughs> hey. She's gone now. But I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely yeah. It's not like she can hear me anyways. You're wearing headphones. That's also true. <laughs> I was expecting for some reason I was expecting a hey back. <laughs> Yeah, you paused for it and everything. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, wait, wait a second. I can only hear him. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Keep it square. Keep it squeezy. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs>